Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Holy cow! Please shut up! Please shut up! Gangsters, what's up, guys? I would be honored if you play football for this team. Me play football? Vance Dooley and the Georgia damn Bulldogs, baby! Sorry, wait. The mom made me put on my jacket, and then she made me do the dishes. What we've got here is failure to communicate. That's so funny. Last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. Just a bit outside. Oh, look at the sugar falling out of the sky. Look at the sugar falling out of the sky. I think you'll ever get out of here. One day, when I got a long white beard and two or three marbles rolling around upstairs, they let me out. The Second String Podcast and Now Radio Show on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. Joy to the world. Oh, the boys and girls. Joy to you and me, Walker. You know why? You know why I'm playing some Three Dog Night to get us started on this episode of the Second String Podcast? Logan, why are we so joyful? Well, I can't say it myself, but somebody that can give me a much better explanation, Allen Iverson himself. We're talking about practice. We are talking about practice, Walker, because yesterday I got that sweet, sweet email from the University of Georgia. You know, I'm on one of those really exclusive elite email blast lists. You know, I get the press releases. When they've got news, they want me to have news so that I can take that news and I can give it to the second string cheeseheads on our little radio show and podcast. I think lots of people get those emails. Anyway. Do you also get the emails from the Prince of Nigeria? I actually got a a, a Twitter direct message yesterday from somebody in the uh, United Arab Emirates. I've got Mm -hmm. $27 million waiting on me. All you have to do is send your social security number, your bank account number, and and all that information. Wire transfer. All that information. But this particular (laughs) email, Walker, was one of my favorite ones of the year because Claude Felton and Kirby Smart have sat down. They've been... We're talking about practice. They've been talking about practice, and they have decided to let me and a lot of other folks know March 19th. March 19th, we start up spring practice. It'll be a month long. uh, uh, You know how it works, about 19 practices or something along those lines, culminating with G-Day, which we already know to be April, what is it, 20th? April 20th is is a Saturday. Yep. 420, no no pun intended there. But uh, Don't know what yeah, you're talking about. April 20th will be G-Day, so we got a nice solid month of spring practice coming up. We're talking about practice. Thank you, Allen Iverson. We are uh, going to talk a lot about practice coming up. It's it, it, it hit me by surprise in a way. Like I'm certainly expecting those announcements this time of year, but I, I didn't realize until just the other day or even today, it's March. It is March. Now, now wow. stipulation, we're recording this February 28th. 
if you're listening to the podcast or on the radio show on WGAU. Thank you guys, by the way, for getting up early on your Saturday morning to listen to us. It's March, man. This is coming up soon. I, I didn't realize that time had kind of snuck up on us. I like feel that. like we in the news industry are obligated. Uh, we, as well as Cheesy Dads, and that, that checks two boxes for you, by the way. Got them both. We are required the first of every month to sit back and sip our coffee and be like, man, mm-hmm. I can't believe it's already March, <laughs> or I can't believe it's already June. No matter what month it is, we always are obligated to say that. But in yeah. this case... I legitimately, I'm not joking, I feel like we just had that Sugar Bowl, and I know I'm not supposed to mention the Sugar Bowl, but I feel like that was just a couple of weeks ago. It's good for me because maybe spring practice will uh, wash that awful taste out of your mouth. We're talking about practice. Uh, when you think back on that Sugar Bowl and uh, just what a rough night that was for Georgia, I'm excited to see what this version of the Georgia Bulldogs can do. This 2019 team that we've kind of had circled on our yearly calendar for a while now, and, and we've pointed at 2019 and said that's the year Georgia could be really, really good. I have promised you a championship. I'm still sticking true to my word. I don't know if it's going to be an SEC East championship, an SEC outright championship. Or maybe a Music City Bowl championship, Walker. Logan, no, I'm kidding. I'm you kidding. told me national champions. You promised. I promised you national championships. What I didn't take into account was that Trevor Lawrence was going to do Trevor Lawrence things up in Clemson. But, hey, we've talked about that before. I'm not going to go deeply into rehashing it. That I do expect Clemson to maybe – I'm not going to say take a step back into the, the, the pit of the a- ACC. They're going to be really, really good. And they're going oh, yeah. to be in the college football playoff next year, barring any just catastrophic, unforeseen something. But I think Georgia is going to be very much on par with the Clemsons and the Alabamas and the Oklahomas, heck, even the Texases of the world that just got the better part or the better end of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Georgia's going to be a very, very good team this coming year. I am promising you a good, amazing season I know you want that championship, Walker. I want that mm-hmm. championship. But realistically, yes, i got to pump the brakes a little bit and realize that we are one of five or six teams that their fan bases are all expecting and guaranteeing that national championship. But listen, good things are coming. It all starts on March 19th. In fact, I take that back. It started January 2nd in terms of the players, the day after the Sugar Bowl, because they have been grinding it out. You look at the videos that, that pop up on UGA Uh, football's official social media, some of those glimpses into those workouts, and those boys are doing their thing. Now, I'm not going to say what every fan base says this time of year, and I'll I'll just rehearse a couple lines you'll hear. (laughs) Boy, that strength and conditioning is really stepping it up this year. Oh, yeah. It looks like never before. I hear them boys is working harder than Mm. they've ever done. Man. You know who else is saying that? Pitt. Uh, 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 Northern Illinois State. Utah State. Oregon. They're uh, all saying the same exact things. Another thing you always hear from fans in the offseason is, oh, third string tailback, watch out for that guy. This year he's going to be a breakout star. That's going to be the star of all stars. Except, Walker, mm-hmm. let me tell you something real quick. Mm-hmm. Georgia does have a third string quarterback. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, running back, mm-hmm. as you just alluded to, that I do think is going to be a big star. I can't wait to see Zeus also known as Zamir White, to his close friends and family. I can't wait to see what he does. However, Walker, pump those brakes. I don't expect to see much of or anything from him in spring practice. He will be going through drills. uh, But when it comes time to the scrimmages that we will and won't see, especially on G-Day, 
do not go to G-Day expecting to see Zamir White tote the rock because there's just no point in that right now. Yeah. The kid tore his ACL, I guess, uh, a little over a year now, was the first incident out of high school before he uh, reported to Georgia as an early enrollee. Then again, I guess, what was our time frame? That would have been mid-August or so. Yeah, it was Uh, right before the season. Right before the season, so he's been rehabbing from that. Now listen, those videos I just talked about, the the Florida – good, where's my mind at? I mean – Go Gator. Thank you, Kareen. I meant to say the Georgia videos that I just mentioned, you will see glimpses of Zamir White in those things, those montages, real quickly, but you'll see him lifting weights or even running. That's enough for me to know this kid will be ready come fall, not necessarily in spring. And I think most of that is not because he couldn't go out there and do it. I think physically Mm -hmm. he probably could. There's no point. No point at all. Put that kid in bubble wrap in, in full contact scenarios until we get to those August scrimmages, and that's when I hope and expect him to be out there getting ready for the season. Now, back to what I was saying about him being a breakout star. I'm not going to be unrealistic, but you know I'm not shy about this. I think Zamir White's going to be a household name before his time in Athens is done. Keep in mind he's still going to be a freshman this coming year. Good things coming from my man Zeus. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do, and I, I hope we actually do get to see that in 2019 because I know we were excited about it in 2018 and uh, unfortunately didn't work out for us there. Uh, give me some other things, Logan, as we get into Ooh. practice, as we look ahead to G-Day. We're talking about practice. Practice, man, not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. All right, so – this version of the Georgia Bulldogs that you have assured me is going to win the national championship, go undefeated 15 and 0 in 2019. Mm. Um, I'm looking for someone to break out at that wide receiver position because I, I worry about being a little thin there all of a sudden. Thin's not the right word. We got a lot of players. Yeah, at that a lot position. of players there. Most of them haven't been on the field very much. Uh, I'm worried about who is going to. Step in as Jake Fromm's backup. Uh, I'm worried about this defense that everyone says is going to be elite in 2019. But why will they not be elite? Uh, you know, they were very, very young last year. So same. That's a good thing. Same. Are are they going to take that next step and be an elite defense? You know how this works, man. I'm pessimistic. You're optimistic. Convince me that this is going to be it for Georgia. Well, I I think in talking with you on the second string podcast and off air, by the way, you know, you and I actually do talk to each other in the halls we're friends walker i mean i wouldn't I'm, go that far. i'm getting old i've got few friends but i consider you one of them walker just to Thank just you. to let you know that same anyway i know from talking to you that your biggest concern i believe is the wide receiver position true i know for some reason you refuse to accept the fact that jj holloman's pretty darn good at catching footballs you he, saw that in the second half of last year i think to answer your question shortly and to the point I think that's going to be the player that has the most chemistry with Jake Fromm right away. You saw that in the Florida game last year. You saw it in a couple instances. Would he catch some balls against Georgia Tech? He does that jump ball very well. He does. That's one thing I like about J.J. Holloman is his size. He's not that little... You know, short. I'll use Mikol Hardman as a, a good example, I think, because Mikol was very, very good. He's mm-hmm. hopefully going to do big things in the NFL coming up very soon. Would have loved to have had him back this year, but that was his life decision. I support everything he wants to do. Anyway, I, I say Mikol because that is that shorter get open, go run through, you know, anybody, get in the in the back. The What am I trying to say? Get like behind the secondary. Yeah. That was his role as a wide receiver. J.J. Holloman. 
I think he's more of a, I'm going to take you, the cornerback, on one-on-one. Jake Fromm's going to put that ball up in the end zone, and I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to be the one coming down with that football, putting six points on the scoreboard for the good guys. That being said, I'm, I think that his role will increase with the departures of Riley Ridley, and uh, uh, we just mentioned Michael Hardman, Terry Godwin no longer there. So as I'm saying this out loud, I'm starting to understand your concerns mm-hmm. As to what are we going to do there, let me just remind you that on this little show, back in July or August, whenever it was, you and I basically threw a one-hour-long party because Demetrius Robertson decided he was going to transfer to the University of Georgia. I remember. That exact same show, because we are the level-headed individuals that we are, you know, we're good at what we do, Walker, we said, is he ready? And we all at the time, you and I both were like, oh, he's certainly going to be ready, but you never know. Let's wait and see. But for sure, he's going to go out and light up the SEC. We're getting him for a one-year rental because he's going to be so good and score 39 touchdowns, and he's going to go pro. Walker, we were actually right in hindsight by having our concerns about is he ready. I am not losing my optimism at all in Demetrius Robertson I just think that we jumped the gun, when you and I and a lot of other folks, by the way, this was not a me and you thing, it was a lot of folks that said he was going to light the world on fire, but truth be told, he needed some time to get ready for SEC football. Who's to say next year's not going to be his breakout year? Well, is he ready now for SEC football? What was the reason? I don't know that we ever got a reason that he wasn't on the field that much last year. I think what? it had to do a lot with one team chemistry because he didn't show up for until the very, very beginning yeah. of fall camp when the rest of those guys, and listen, we reeled off some names just a minute ago, Riley mm-hmm. Ridley, Terry Godwin, Michael Hardman, those guys were solidified upperclassmen in the wide receiver room. First of all, it was a playing time thing. I think those guys were very, very good at their craft and knew Jake Fromm. They knew the system. That's something that, that Demetri- Demetrius Robertson did not join those meetings until mm-hmm. a couple weeks before the season started. Also, Demetrius Robertson's history of playing, where did he play? Down in uh, Brunswick, somewhere in, in Jordan, in Savannah. I forgot the name of his high school. But anyway, he went out to the Pac-12 and played for Cal, had a yeah. very good freshman year. Their style of football is what we just mentioned about Miko Hardman. Go get open, we'll get you the ball. Not necessarily block for this big old running back that's going to be running behind you with the football, which we saw very, very nicely done by J.J. Holloman multiple times last year. I think it's little things like that that he just wasn't ready for, wasn't adapted to, as to why his playing time was so limited. Now, a couple glimpses of him we got last year were pretty darn good. He had one drop that stands out to me against UMass, I believe, that should have been a staple or a highlight of his future because mm-hmm. he got open. He scorched the secondary, and Jake Fromm, or maybe actually, to be honest with you, it was Justin Fields that dropped the dime 55 yards down the field right into his bread basket. He just dropped the thing. Uh, he also probably should have made a catch against LSU that I think could have been a, a game-changer if it went that way late in that game as well. Other glimpses, though, that we saw some good things from Demetrius Robertson I'm still on that wagon, man. I think this will be a very good year for Demetrius Robertson. He seems like the kind of player that might be featured a little bit at G-Day. Yeah, You might see a a heavy dose of Demetrius Robertson. Just to remind all of us fans that he's still here and he is still very, very good at what he does. And I don't know what goes through a coach's head, but do you want to give your opponent something to think about or do you want to – hide those weapons. We're in such an era of college football where coaches don't want to show anybody anything outside of 
the three hours on Saturday afternoon when you're playing the football game. So as far as G-Day, I don't know what to expect. I would like to think you're right and that they're going to feature Demetrius Robertson quite a bit and we're going to see and get optimistic about his fall 2019. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he once again I don't want to use the word no-show because it would be up to the coaches to, to spill the secrets and decide what they want to get out there and show and not show. But it brings up another point I wanted to talk about spring practice. We're talking about practice. Thank you, Alan. Is I want to ask you, besides the wide receiver position, now you also wanted to talk defense. We'll get to that in just a second. Okay. But in terms of like what the storyline is, what is the storyline with the quarterbacks? Because we knew what it was last year with with Justin Fields Mm -hmm. versus Jake Fromm. I have no need to talk about Justin Fields because he's the Ohio State quarterback, but what are we going to watch for this practice? Well, we have one of the best quarterbacks in the country, so we are good at that position as far as I'm concerned. Uh, What you worry about is if the worst were to happen. Uh, Please keep this man away from the fishing poles uh, over the summer. Come fishing with me, Jake. I'll, yeah. I'll bait your hook for you. Jet skis, ATVs. I don't want Jake from anywhere near I do have a jet ski. No. Mm-mm, no. Uh, we don't want any of these uh, freak injuries. Uh, Jake Fromm's going to do Jake Fromm things. He's going to be amazing on the field this fall. The only question, the only question, Logan, is if something were to happen, who would step in? Is it our recruit from the state of Ohio? Dwan Mathis. Is it our uh, graduate transfer? or uh, No, Stetson Bennett's not a graduate no, transfer. No, well, he's, he transferred back. I don't think yeah. he's a graduate. But right. Yeah, the mailman, as they call him. The mailman, yeah. Is is he going to be the backup quarterback? What, what do we see? Even if it's in mop-up duty early in the season, who do we see in that number two spot? I would, If I were a betting man right now, I think it's Stetson Bennett. I think because of his experience. Listen, there are players out there that swear that he's the reason we won the Rose Bowl because he just is so good at practicing, at, 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 at being able to be a formidable option mm-hmm. while the team prepares. That He mimicked uh, Baker Mayfield, by the way, which is why a lot of folks credit how good he was at doing that during those practices to get him ready to win that Rose Bowl. But I think t- if it happened right away, and God forbid, I hate we're even putting this in the universe, if Jake Fromm went down, I think Stetson Bennett is ready to step in. Here's the good news. You got a really good offensive line. Mm-hmm. You got some really good running backs you can lean heavy on. I wouldn't say that we'd be expecting Stetson Bennett to throw the ball 25 times. I think mm-hmm. he can manage whatever comes his way. But let's not let that happen. Hopefully that? this is a conversation we don't ever have to have again. I'm Absolutely just thinking not. Uh, along the lines of the what-ifs and the depth chart. You mentioned the offensive line. I think we're in very good shape there. You mentioned the tailbacks, obviously, with DeAndre Swift. We are in very, very good shape there. So the Georgia offense, I'm, I'm pretty – thrilled with overall we're gonna defense i think i'm going to be thrilled we're gonna put up some numbers on offense speaking of that defense we will get to that in just a moment after the briefest of breaks as my colleague tim bryant would say right here on wgau we'll talk some of that defense coming up next second string podcast on wgau Now back to the second string on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. Back to the second string podcast indeed. I'm Logan along with Walker and as always, Urban Myers. <laughs> is the Corch back the, cor- the Corch is back this week. That, that sound bite, by the way, brought to you by Cole. I couldn't play it without saying that. Thank you, Cole, as he's, always. He's not paying us anything, but he does like the sound bite, and he's along with us today. He, he doesn't talk much, though. <laughs> so we do need to talk about 
practice, though, Walker. We've been talking about practice all day, as Allen Iverson would say, and we are getting up on that spring practice, as mentioned, March 19th. Mm -hmm. The boys are back in town, and they'll be playing football over on the practice fields, not too far from where we sit recording this show. Do want to talk about defense. We've covered some offense and what we expect, some storylines there. And uh, one thing that I did want to touch on a little bit just uh, before we get there, quarterbacks. I'm really glad, Walker, that we don't have the controversy this year. Don't get me wrong. I would have loved to have had Justin Fields stay. Mm -hmm. I will always wonder what could have been if Justin Fields did stay, but he didn't. So I am kind of glad in a way because there's nothing we can do about it that that won't be a distraction and we can just focus solely on Jake Fromm and and what he can do with this offense just keep him healthy that's all I ask well for the first time he will know going into spring practice and fall camp and the regular season that he is the guy and there's no one pushing him at this point right now they are we are going to be missing some pieces this year on defense Uh, Jonathan Ledbetter no longer going to be chasing after quarterbacks Mm. Uh, DeAndre Baker (laughs) going to miss him in that secondary DeAndre Walker another big name on that defense defensive line it happens Walker it's college football it's cyclical you're going to lose players every four to five years regardless of how much you love them but listen this is going to be a very very elite elite defense and I say that because we were so young and played so well last year some of these younger names that stand out to me that I cannot wait to see next year Brenton Cox Mm -hmm. Adam Anderson you saw Aziz Ojolari come on really strong at the uh, end of last year you saw in the bowl game Devod Wilson yeah. That man's going to be all over the field if he stays healthy. He missed most of last season with an ACL tear. We weren't expecting to see him in the Sugar Bowl, and lo and behold, there goes that man again making another tackle. So looking forward to him. Some other linebackers, some young guys. If you want to look at some true freshmen, even Walker. Uh, N'Kobe Dean making his appearance coming up here real soon. Who was the, uh, the other kid from IMG Academy? The Nolan Smith, oh, the right. number one yeah. recruit in the nation, who he's That's expected to be ready right away. A lot of these guys, look uh, – Richard LeCount, I'm very excited about. What, 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 a couple minutes here, but what are your concerns that we need to ease your pain here, Walker? I don't know that I have any concerns, especially with all the names you just threw at me. And they were so young. I remind you of that. They're only going to get bigger and better. Yes. I guess my concern is a little bit of lack of experience from some of these guys that because of injury, because of whatever, or in Nolan Smith's case, hasn't even been to college yet. Uh, Haven't seen any big-time SEC action. Okay, yeah, we've got some kids that have, but this defense has to grow from last year. It has to get significantly better in order to be what we're calling an elite defense. So how do I know that's going to happen? Because you got Tyler Clark and Jonathan, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Rochester, Julian Rochester, anchoring the center of that thing. They'll be mm-hmm. making disruptions after disruptions. Mm-hmm. And if the ball does get past the front line, you've got a, a back line and linebackers and a secondary. Forget Tyson Campbell, who had his growing pains as a true freshman last year. I expect extremely big things out of him. Uh, Stokes is another name that comes to mind mm-hmm. that I think came on very strong last year because they were so young and because we we, we – Goffed at all their inexperience last year. I think that's what makes us so much better this coming season. Now, we do forget, I almost forget all the time, we lost Mel Tucker. That was a big part of the Georgia defense. Now that we know Dan Landing will be manning the ship, I, I, I have faith in him. I don't know yet. But I just think there's so much talent that Kirby Smart has recruited over the last couple of cycles that are going to start getting those every snap, every game moments Mm -hmm. i'm excited about this defense a lot now listen we can afford to give up 
20 points because I think we're scoring 28 every yeah. game. That's another thing to keep in mind, but I don't think we're going to give up 20. I kind of agree with you, and when I think back on it, I'm remembering the Texas game and how bad it looked, and I, I, I think we've come a long way, or by the regular season, we will have come a long way. I think you're. I'm excited. March 19th, spring practice will start. we got a whole second half of the show. Tease the people, Walker. What you got coming oh, up next? Man. I want to talk baseball. baseball. I want to talk about Trey Young. We're talking about practice. No, he's doing this in the regular season. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk Trey Young. That's Hawks and Braves for those following along at home. (laughs) This is the Second String Podcast on WGAU. You're listening to the Second String on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. Second String, I am Walker from... Your Georgia country. I do country music on the side. You do it really well, too. Yeah. Logan over here. Yeah, man. He does news and stuff on WGAU. We talk news. We talk sports. We talk politics. We talk local everything. But in our spare time, we come together and we talk a lot of sports because it's just a passion of ours. We we like sports. We love sports and we love to have these kind of water cooler conversations. And, and you and I for years now have failed to convince anybody to let us have like a legit sports show. So we have to do it on our own time. We made our own. We said, "You know what? We got mics all over this here <laughs> studio. We know how to turn them on. We know how to talk into them. We know how to record what comes out." So we did that. That's what we we're going to exactly. do. Walker, we talked a lot about practice. We talked a lot, mm-hmm. as Alan Iverson. We're talking about practice. practice. Thank you, Alan, once again. But we want to talk about real sports happening today. Yeah, and a lot of people say that this is the worst time of the year when it comes to sports. I I don't necessarily feel that way. I, I hate like the dog days of summer when really all you have is baseball. Um, that, that gets a little tedious. I, th- yeah. I, I think just touching on what you're saying, I think we're in that like – small two-week window Mm -hmm. where we literally have you know a a few college basketball games sprinkled here and there we're late in the regular season between now and I think we're two weeks away from the conference championships or conference tournaments in Mm -hmm. basketball once those start man it is full speed ahead up through the masters and then we got baseball after that which is still in that exciting time so but to your point we're in that two to three week window right now where we do have to talk a little bit about practice. Mm-hmm. Well, what is happening right now? More practice. Uh, Brave spring training. Not a as, game. We're talking about practice. As we record right now, the Braves are 3-2 and two in the Grapefruit League. Just don't ever tell me the record do again. Do you care? I could, couldn't. Am I saying that right? I couldn't care you less. You couldn't care less? Freddie Freeman's out there hitting home runs, well, man. You don't care? If Freddie Freeman hits a home run and the Braves lose 13-1, to <laughs> I'm still happy because Freddie Freeman hit that home run. This is one of those things like an NFL preseason mm-hmm. game. I don't care what the score is. If the Falcons lose 39-6, to if that six points came on a really nice Matt Ryan to Julio Jones touchdown on the first drive and they never saw the field again, I'm feeling pretty good about yeah. that 39-6 to loss. Tuki Toussaint is yeah, out baby. there. That's who I'm talking about. Pitching. I mean, the Braves have a lot of good. I got me a man crush young. on Tuki, man. Oh, man. This pitching staff, uh, when you look at the potential and you think what could be this season, uh, you get very excited about it. Now, we don't know that it is going to turn out to be that. But uh, as we've said before, the Braves have a lot of offense. They got a lot of good bats out there and a lot of great young athletes. And 
Are you still thinking the Braves are going to do good things this season? I think so, and let me let me kind of go veer a little bit off the track and tell you why, and that's partially because Manny Machado is now a San Diego Padre. Mm-hmm. I hope nothing changes in the next 48 hours uh, that I'm about to say this, that we will play this on air on WGAU, but it's looking like the Phillies might miss out again on, on Bryce Harper. Fingers I, crossed. Fingers crossed. The Giants are now a big player in that. I don't want to talk too much on it because we don't know what's going to happen. Right. But I think a lot of moving parts that we were expecting to make our divisional rivals better are not playing out that yeah. way. Uh, the Phillies did get Real Muto from the Marlins, but he was going to be a Marlin anyway. But the Phillies are obviously a better team. Mm-hmm. They have more win potential. The Braves, and that's something that I need to remind, not you, Walker, per se, but I need to remind a lot of folks often, I feel like, all you hear about is the negativity, the lack of moves. Why aren't we outspending the gargantuan amounts of money to land Machado or Bryce Harper or Real Muto and all this? The Braves have a lot already. I feel like I'm kind of a broken record. I repeat this a lot, and I don't mean to be redundant here, but the Braves have so many pieces. I think the most, the most inaccurate way to look at the Braves right now is to look at the payroll. I think it's something like $120 million where the, the Red Sox, the top payroll in the major leagues, is like 220 that's a difference of $100 million, Walker. That's a lot. Keep in mind you're paying Ronald Acuna Jr. like $500,000 this year. I think mm-hmm. Ozzie Albies, I don't know what he makes, but it's it's nothing. It's it's next to nothing. All those pitchers you just named, uh, Tuki Toussaint, Mike Soroka, you know, Fulton Avich even, they're not making big money. But these are players that I think should be worthy of that big money. And, and think of it this way. If you were paying these players what they probably deserve right now, use Acuna as the prime example. I think he's already a superstar in Major League Baseball. I, I, we'll, we'll see more and more. He's got a lot to prove still. Was mm-hmm. last year just a, a little bit of a fluke, and now the opposing teams know how to pitch him? Of course, there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. But I still have such high hopes for Ronald Acuna Jr. as being one of the main faces of this sport, not just the Braves, of Major League Baseball in the next season or two where he should be making – 20 million? I don't know, something something along superstar lines. Just come up with that number. Yeah. You're paying him 500 grand. You're paying him virtually league minimum as long for the next couple of years. Do I hate that for Acuña? Yeah, because I think he deserves it. But think about it from a business standpoint mm-hmm. and the Braves are they're a lot better than a 120 million dollar payroll. Yeah, we shouldn't be looking at that as the measuring stick for how good this team is going to be. Uh, I, I'm with you, man. I feel like the Eastern Division did not, as of now, improve as much as maybe we thought it would. I still feel like the East is improved, and I wouldn't just guarantee a National League East championship for the Braves this year, but uh, I, I like the Braves' chances of competing I still think that the Braves are a piece or two away from being a World Series sure. contender, uh, but that could be addressed during the season. We just don't know. Yeah, the Braves have a lot. It's really exciting. I was down uh, in Atlanta earlier this week, actually. I took my mother to the Georgia Aquarium. Oh, nice. Hey, if they want to yeah. sponsor the second string, we're available. I'd love to be sponsored by some penguins and walruses and that. Imagine. The second string podcast, the name of it above the Dolphin Show. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, welcome to the Dolphin Show. Also, listen to the second string podcast. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. That Dolphin Show is really nice, by the way. Okay. The point of my story is not that I went to the Dolphin Show. It's that I was in Atlanta, also had to jump up to Smyrna to see my tax guy, because I have a tax guy, Walker. Uh, done my family's taxes for as long as I can remember. He does my wife and I. So, point is, we stopped by SunTrust Park on Monday. Guess what I bought? A Braves t-shirt. A shirzy. You got it right. <laughs> I, I, you, I, there you go. You won the showcase. I do not wear jerseys. I, I'm, not, I'm not against folks that wear jerseys. Don't get Look, me wrong. If, I wear them. 
In the 2019 way of thinking, if I say I don't like something, a lot of folks are going to jump to the conclusion that thinks I hate that. And anybody that wears that is an idiot. And you should go jump off a cliff because this is 2019 and we have no middle ground. I support you, Walker, and your jerseys. Thank you. And anybody that out there that wears a jersey with pride, I'm all about it. I just don't feel comfortable in them myself, mm-hmm. but I'm all about that Scherzi game, Walker. So which player did you Number go with? 13, Ronald Acuna Jr. Got the little uh, till day above the end there. Number mm-hmm. 13, love it. Lucky number 13, by the way. I, I should have bought it last year. I just never had a chance. I'd, listen, I, I got a confession to make. I didn't go to a single Braves game in 2018. What? Isn't that weird? You even went to I one. I did, Absolutely. Something with the schedule, I, I think my wife was drowning in grad school work, mm-hmm. which she's done with that now, thank that. goodness. But uh, a lot of things like that that kept us from going to the ballpark frequently. But anyway, got my jersey game ready. She got her Ozzy Albies, number one. Nice. So when we go to the games together, we're going to yeah. look like BFFs with, with Acuna <laughs> and Albies, and I'm excited to do so. But point is, is I, I, I love jerseys as I put them. That's a real term, by the way. You can Google it, and that, that's a definition I'm term. I'm glad you said that because I thought you just made it up. No, I did not make it a up. A shirt I'm, that I'm looks not like that a jersey. creative. Got it. Uh, I don't buy them often, and mm-hmm. when I do buy them, it's because I really believe in you as a player. Yeah. I think over the years I, I've had a Jason Hayward one, which didn't age very well, unfortunately. I love mm. me some Jason Hayward, though. Mm. Still rock the Chipper Jones whenever I get a chance. And a couple years ago, I just needed something modern when the Braves roster was one of those, like, who is that type yeah. roster scenarios. Mm-hmm. But I did like me some Ender Inciarte. So I oh, got yeah. me a Ciarte jersey, which I think is pretty much worn through at this point, uh, either a new one or not. But anyway, I'll be rocking my man Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> coming up this season. Not and, far uh, away. If you are in the Scherzi game like I am, by the way, I will tell you, and I think this is a good update, those official ones that you buy, like at the Braves Clubhouse store, they they're better quality mm-hmm. now. They're a different kind of cut, a different like material. They just seem a lot nicer than they were in the past. Now, I will say five or six bucks extra to <laughs> to accommodate sure, for said niceness, yeah. but it was worth it. I got to get my boys represented oh, yeah. on my back. If you were a, do you have a Braves jersey or do you have a a I, jersey in this case? I have not had a Braves jersey in some so time. So if I turned Walker loose with 40 uh, yeah. bucks in the clubhouse mm-hmm. store right now and you check out what what name's going to be on the back of that thing. I think I'd go Ozzy Albies just okay. because I don't like to go with the most popular player and we know that that will be Ronald Acuña. Uh Freddie Freeman obviously is still on this team. We shouldn't forget about him and his popularity, but Ozzy Albies to me just seems like a, a dynamic player. And I know he struggled in the second half last season, but I think he's going to have a really good year. You're probably wondering when I told you the Enciarte story about me having his jersey, well, why didn't you get Freddie Freeman then? Well, yeah. my wife has that. We can't yeah. wear the same thing. Of course not. Not at all. No. We, we actually honeymooned at spring training. Uh, shout out to one of our good family friends, uh, Lindsay's her name, but she mm-hmm. bought us jerseys. With uh, it said bride and groom. Oh, and, nice! And uh, she was o two, <laughs> and I was eighteen, which was our anniversary. It was creative and nice, so we got to look look well like those done, guys Logan. down at wow. uh, down at spring training. I like but, your style, man. Yeah, I'm excited for this thing to get going. We look the theme of this show early mm-hmm. on. We reminded you it's March. Oh my God, where'd the time go? It's March. Yeah. First pitch walker, March twenty mm-hmm. eighth this year, this month actually. Mm-hmm. I can say I can, I can say that now. It's one of the earliest start dates I can remember for Major League Baseball. This is a funny year, by the way, because you have that starting. Uh, also, Labor Day weekend, I believe the Georgia Bulldogs will kick off August 31st. That's if I'm, right. If I'm thinking that correctly. That's absolutely right. 
And uh, the Bulldogs and, and every college team will have two bye weeks. So every few years, the calendar just shifts. Don't mm-hmm. think that they're, it's Major League Baseball trying to push it further and further. I, I complain a lot about like Georgia High School Athletic Association. Mm-hmm. They do that for some reason. I think we now kick off football games like the first week of August, which is way too early in my opinion. And I could be saying that inaccurately. It's just, it's just early is my point. It is very early. I, I've got a son in high school, mm-hmm. so yeah. So I, Major League Baseball's not doing that. College football's not trying to push the season up. This is just a quirky year calendar wise but yeah. that the point of that is is we're, we're getting close man we've only we got are. a couple more shows to talk with Allen Iverson we're talking about practice we're going to start talking about legit baseball games mm-hmm. here before we know it I can talk about some legit baseball games are you ready for this uh, what do you got George Bulldogs and number nine Georgia Bulldogs this weekend at Statesboro going down South Georgia to take on Georgia Southern and look the uh, Diamond Dogs had that one nothing loss to LIU Brooklyn the other night, which was a little bit disappointing. But other than that, that's the only game they've lost this season. Baseball Let's keep is, that in mind. Yeah, baseball is one of those sports. LIU Brooklyn, the Blackbirds, by mm-hmm. the way. I bet you didn't know that one. I would have lost a bet if you had never would have known that. Say what their mascot was. Let me just case in point. Vanderbilt, the number one team in the nation. Guess what they did this week? They lost to Austin P seven to six in a baseball game. Baseball is not a football game where we all freak out and fire everybody if we lose a regular season game. Baseball, you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs, your streaks, uh, your hot streaks and your cold streaks, but it happened. I'm not concerned at all. Here's if you want a silver line that lost to the Blackbirds the other night or earlier this week. It was a 1-0 loss. Mm -hmm. What does that tell me? That Georgia had a really good pitching performance. It also tells me that whoever pitched for the Blackbirds, and listen, a lot of really good ballplayers find their way on some of these smaller schools. I couldn't tell you who pitched for him, but maybe we'll see him down the road in a bigger capacity one day. So just a good outing by them, a slow night at the plate. But Georgia has been taking care of business every other game. Another win this week, what was it, 11-1 to over your your alma mater, Kennesaw State? That's right. Well, Your wife's alma mater. uh, Actually, my wife went to Appalachian State. I went to Kennesaw State my freshman year and and one quarter of my sophomore year of college. But then I transferred to UGA, and I did – UGA things, which is what you're supposed to do in life. I did the same thing. I transferred in. I, I, in hindsight, yeah, I wish I had that like freshman, 18 year old, maybe Russia frat at UGA. All the things that we just look at college. <laughs> I use that like a hashtag, like hashtag college. <laughs> I, I don't have those experiences at UGA, but I did come here and get one fine education, Walker, and I walk through that arch with mm-hmm. pride every chance I get. Let me tell you another point of pride for the University of Georgia yeah. right now. This softball team. If you have not seen the UGA softball team yet, uh, they are playing some incredible ball right now. At the time of recording, 15-1. and one, They've got a couple of games this weekend, actually two games against Virginia Tech, two games against UAB this weekend uh, in town. So go check them out, man. It's a lot of fun. I'll rehash pretty much. I, I can just play a segment from last week. I'll say it again because I've seen more softball since last week. C.J. Landrum mm-hmm. is a player you are going to love when you get out there. She bats leadoff. She's a true freshman from Texas. Another true freshman that I'm raving about also, Savannah Sykes. She's another girl. I think she plays outfield. I may have to correct myself on that, but she's got a big bat. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those, like, I use Mighty Mouse as a compliment. She's not a big player. She When she walks up to bat, she looks like maybe a little, little smaller, very fast. But no, she can put that ball over the scoreboard yeah. if that pitch hangs up in the zone. They're fun, man. They are fun. I think pretty much every game I've been to, they've run-ruled the opponent. That's not a uh, an indictment on UGA 
the competition has not been great. I'll, I'll be honest about that. Uh, a lot of these early season invitationals, you, you bring in teams like, I think it was something called Bryant. Uh, UMass was in town last week. Presbyterian. Uh, the Presbyterian. I think Belmont came in. Mm-hmm. Teams that Georgia should beat, but the way Georgia's winning is impressive. And yeah. I'll, I'll say that the, yeah. the combination of girls that makes up this version of Lou Harris Champers Georgia softball team, it is a good one. A very good one. And there's a lot of highly ranked teams in the SEC, so there is some yeah. epic showdowns brewing over at Jack Turner Stadium. Uh, speaking of those rankings, the softball team currently ranked number eight. Beautiful. Uh, so we're having a good spring so far here in Athens. I love um, it. And also in the ATL, there's a guy that's having a really, really, really good month right now. I don't know if you've noticed, and judging by the attendance at State Farm Arena, you may not have. Trey Young, everybody told me Trey Young was going to be a bust for the Hawks. Well, we were supposed to get the other kid, Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic. who has <laughs> also turned out to be a very good player. Yeah, he's a fun one to watch. But no, you're right. I think Trey Young hasn't he set and tied his career high in the last seven or eight days. Let me give you the, his last five games: I like it. thirty points, twenty six points, twenty three points, twenty eight points, twenty seven points. That's I a mean, lot of points. I'm not a math major, but that's a pretty high average, especially when you're talking about an NBA rookie. So. Uh, Man, this kid is impressing me more and more every game. I watched the Hawks play the other night, and with Young and Collins and Herter, I mean, I'm excited about what the Atlanta Hawks can do maybe as soon as next season. I'll give you a a stat that will put Trey Young in some pretty darn good company, by the way. I saw this on Twitter somewhere. The most 30-point and 10-assist games by a rookie. That's the same game, by the Mm -hmm. way, 30 points, 10 assists. In the last 35 seasons, Walker. Woo. Steph Curry as a rookie hit five. Michael Jordan did it five times. Trey Young three, and somebody named LeBron James I'm also not did it three. Familiar times. with his work. So that that company, when you start breaking some some of the impressive games that he's putting together, and you start with the same breath saying Trey Young and Michael Jordan and Steph Curry and LeBron James, we're not suggesting Trey Young is the next Michael Jordan. We're suggesting that he's putting up some very real stats and numbers, and it's worth the price of admission. And oh, by the way. Hawks are set up pretty nice for this upcoming draft. Yeah, hopefully we'll stay in the top five of the upcoming draft. And, you know, if the Zion Williamson dream doesn't come true, maybe you end up with an R.J. Barrett or a, or a Cam Reddish or, you know, somebody. Uh, I mean, Duke's got so many great players right now. Just, Any, just give me one of them. You, if you take anybody. yours, I'll take whatever's left. <laughs> uh, but then the Hawks also get another draft pick that could be top 10 top 15 somewhere in there uh, because of that trade uh, from Luka Doncic last season so uh, you know there's there's so much to be excited about it you've touched on this on your Twitter right now with the young Braves with the young Hawks and with what the Georgia Bulldogs are putting together here in Athens on the football field there's a lot to be excited about over the next few seasons tell me as an Atlanta sports fan not to be excited I'm slapping you in the face Walker (laughs) everybody there's no need for violence No, I'm not going to slap you Walker I said earlier you're my friend. I'm okay. going to stand by that. But a lot of folks out there, listen, they're going to laugh at you. You'll bring this up. and Oh, they'll Atlanta sports. They'll, they'll find a way to blow it. They may be right. I'm trained to think they'll be right. But I've never been more excited. I've never been more excited looking at Atlanta sports as a whole to realize what is happening and what could be the future. Walker, we've got one segment left after the break. Tease the people one more time. What are you going to talk about? A couple of things I want to look at next year. Well, not next year. The 2020, I should say, Mm -hmm. Georgia football schedule. What could that possibly look like? And also, there's a championship team 
returning this weekend to Atlanta. We'll get the answers from Walker as to what that team is and also, like he said, a very potentially scary conversation about that 2020 Georgia football schedule. Uh-oh. Coming up next right here, Sang a String on WGAU. Now back to the second string on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. Now back to the second string is right. Logan along with Walker. Walker teased you before the break. You're scared about something. The 2020. Listen, we haven't even played football in 2019 yet. You're mm. telling me there's some concerns in 2020 Look, about Georgia football? Everybody's wringing their hands. Everybody's sweating right now thinking about this 2020 schedule. Reason being because the Auburn game and the Tennessee game we found out are going to flip. So Auburn moves to October. Uh, Tennessee moves to November. And what people are concerned about is this might set up a situation for Georgia on the 2020 schedule where we, Logan, the Georgia Bulldogs, the dogs. would have to play Auburn and Alabama Isn't on that why Auburn weeks. wanted to switch the schedule? They didn't That's want to right. play Georgia and, and, and Alabama yeah. back-to-back. Now they want us to do it? They're worried that uh, Georgia's going to get stuck with that. that. Right. But here's some good news. Yeah, you better make it better news. What's going on? I've been looking into it, and uh, a lot of people are projecting what that 2020 schedule might look like. It seems as though Alabama and Georgia both have a date in September that could work for that game in Tuscaloosa. Looks like September 19th. I think uh, Alabama is scheduled to open the uh, season up against Southern California in Texas. That's that Jerry World uh, pre-game, preseason, not preseason, opening week kickoff. Mm-hmm. Then they play Georgia State, which seems to be a budding rivalry. They play them like four or five times now that Georgia State's been a program. What are you thinking, Panthers? It's never going to end well over in Tuscaloosa for Oof. you. Uh, then that open date that you just mentioned, September 19th, I think Georgia also has an opening. Uh, and then Alabama you know, fills up the rest of there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm hoping... If Auburn is in fact, and we have all but the uh, the word from Greg Sankey of the SEC that it will be switching, that Auburn looks like it'll be that early October. Mm-hmm. Alabama, Georgia scheduled to play each other 2020 also, man. I, I don't see any reason why it won't be September 19th. Could be a fun setup when you think about Georgia opens the season in 2020 with Virginia that's at right. the Benz. And then and that's a, couple, a Monday night. Yeah, yeah oh, that's yeah. a Labor Day night. We got to go to that. Yeah, we do. Uh, a couple weeks later, you could have Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Then in October, you could have the Auburn game, uh, which would move Tennessee and Missouri to November. Uh, of course, you got the cocktail party in Georgia Tech in their normal spot. So it could be a, a really fun schedule when that 2020 schedule comes out in September. We don't even have enough time to dive into it right now. We're up against the uh, end of this show, Walker. But maybe if you listen to the podcast version over on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We'll talk briefly about it coming up in our bonus segment. You only get on iTunes, by the way, so go. go over there and subscribe to the Second String Podcast. Uh, I, I, I'm very happy. I'm one of like six people in the Georgia Bulldog fan base out of millions <laughs> that seem happy about this. I understand the the, the upset people about yeah, it, but I, I like it personally. Uh, in fact, I, I'll go and say, we will talk a little bit about this on the podcast version of this show, so if you are listening on the radio, uh, switch over there and listen to that. But... That being said, I'm, I'm cool with it, man. I, I, I like that we'll get Auburn early and it, Tennessee late for a lot of different reasons. It might be one of those things that seems weird in the beginning, but five years down the road. Five years, ten yeah, years from now, whatever. we'll all accept it. It's just the, the facts of life. Walker, we got about a minute left. What, uh, what you got? ATL United yeah, we back. back this weekend. The, vamos. The campeones, as A-T-L. they say. Yeah. Vamos, vamos, vamos. 
Yeah, well, a tough outing for the opening of the season against Her- Herdion. I, I'm not even Ooh, saying that right. Look at you. It's a Costa Rican team. They, they will have played their second game this week, so I do not know the outcome of that as we talk. So we're not going to talk much more about that, well, Walker. But Sunday. Sunday, D.C. United on the mm-hmm. road. Then the following week, Mercedes-Benz comes back to life with uh, who's coming in? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Brand new, new team. team. Yep. Which a lot of folks expect, listen, not on the scale of Atlanta United right away, but a lot of folks expect that to be a really, really fine uh, soccer city in Cincinnati, which I'm seeing more and more of America becoming. It's becoming a lot of fun. I'm just excited that our champions are back. The MLS Cup. Yeah, man, it's going to feel weird watching a a defending champion in Atlanta. (laughs) Walker, the time flies on this show, obviously. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to you and for joining us on today's show. He didn't say much at all, though. He he never has a lot to say, but we're always happy to have him. Cut that man's paycheck. We'll be back next week. Thanks for getting up early with us on WGAU. We'll be back next week. Go Gator. Go Dawgs! You're listening to The Second String on 98.7 FM and AM 1340 WGAU, Athens News and Weather Station. Of course you're listening to The Second String because we're awesome. I feel the need. The need for speed. This is one of those songs where you could be the biggest loser on earth, and you know you're the biggest loser on earth, but if this song comes on, you picture yourself with that wind going through your hair, the big aviator sunglasses. You're flying a jet through the desert, mm. chasing down other jets in a dogfight, which our buddy Cole corrected us. The other week we're talking about Top Gun. Uh, the, na- the word dogfight eluded me. And it is actually appropriate because when we talk about the Top Gun theme, mm-hmm. we mentioned is going to be a big part of our Georgia basketball conversations when uh, Anthony Edwards Anthony joins Edwards. the team next it, year. It's but all full circle. It's not going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a dog fight. The W that? in the name. How about that? So, uh, yeah, that's one of those songs. And I, I think that should be our staple of our entertainment podcast only segment. By the way, you can cuss now. Oh, well, then bleep Go ahead. You. Yeah, I don't have oh, – my, my, <laughs> the bleep button has been removed from my soundboard. Anyway, the, no, the, some rules are out the window. Just use it cautiously. You don't okay. want to chase the listeners away, Walker. I, I got kids at home, so I'm usually cautious about what I say. Walker, don't – do your kids listen to your podcast? They actually have very recently listened to really? it. Really? Good. My daughter is in the fifth grade at Oconee County Elementary School. So when I if, – if I ever do meet your kids, they're going to uh, want my autograph. They They – well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, they did a project, though, in her class about podcasting. And so she played for her class a, a little portion of our show, maybe oh just a minute or two. But so My voice is projecting through the Oconee County school system. You are uh, enlightening the children of the future, Logan. I mean, future broadcasters right here. Me and Tim Tebow. No, Tim Tebow is, is not involved. Well, that's a shame. Well, I appreciate Little Walker for doing mm-hmm. that. That's yeah, very nice of, of her. Uh, we, we teased this on the radio show or the earlier in the podcast. I do want to talk a little bit of entertainment. It was Oscars week. That's right. And uh, you watched that. I didn't watch a second of it, but I think I caught the gist of it. I'll get mm-hmm. your thoughts on that in just a second. Okay. Uh, let's do talk a little bit more, a little bit of sports before we get to that point. Because since our last show, I think at the time of the recording, the last one, we were sort of, uh, it was the rumor that, that Auburn was, was going to get flipped or it's coming. Uh, the, on the schedule, we didn't know where. I was very vocal and opinionated and said that I hope if it's going to switch, it switches with Tennessee. I think I went as far in our last episode as to say I would celebrate uh, the flipping if it went to Tennessee. Well, guess I mean, what, Walker? I win both showcases. Auburn and Tennessee have flipped on the schedule. I know you're It's going to be cold. 
when we go to Knoxville. And it's going to be an SEC East Championship game by de facto. It's one of these things where I, I really don't feel like I've chosen a side on this. And look, this isn't politics. You don't have to choose a side on everything. No. I, I understand the people that want to keep the Auburn game right where it always has been. But, Walker, the game's been played in November as long as I can remember. And I also understand people like you that are always looking for something new and something fun and having Tennessee, not only that trip to Knoxville that you mentioned, but having Tennessee come to Athens in late November for a game that could possibly determine a division championship one of these days, that'd be a lot of fun. That, that's, that's what I think the most appealing thing to me is that we'll be playing Tennessee so late in the season. And I do expect Tennessee to get better. I talked on Knoxville radio about this very topic with some buddies up there that have a show uh, on the on the river up there in Knoxville, but they I was even telling them and they agreed with me. They mm-hmm. they said that you know this sets up potentially some really epic atmospheres with mm-hmm. all on the line late Look. in November. Now here's one thing you got to keep in mind as far as Tennessee's schedule goes right now. They will still be playing uh, you know that mid mid November slot that we'll be playing them. They're still going to have Vanderbilt and mm-hmm. Kentucky after us. Now the way Georgia's schedule has has typically set up, that Auburn game is is the last SEC game. We yeah. will have a cupcake of some sort, and then we'll go into uh, the Georgia Tech rivalry weekend. Now this year I know is a little different. Twenty nineteen we have Texas A and M, which will play after Auburn this year, uh, and then Georgia Tech. So it, it it'll be different, but. Some of those seasons, I think, will be in a situation where maybe Georgia could win it all with a win and eliminate Tennessee. But there, a lot of times, Tennessee will have to beat Georgia and go on to beat Vanderbilt and mm-hmm. or Kentucky to wrap up the SEC East. Don't forget Florida, by the way. I'm the biggest Florida hater out there. I'm 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 actually the apprentice to Brandon Adams, who's the president uh, over at Dog Nation Daily. By the way, our sister, I'm sorry, our mothership, not a sister station, the mothership. Uh, over at Dog Nation, love mm-hmm. Brandon Adams, but as we know, he's the president of the Florida Gator Hater fan club. I'm I'm second in line, I believe. So, anyway, my point is is that these this atmospheres could be really really fun, and I'm gonna I don't mean to call out Georgia fans. That's not what I want to do because I'm one thousand percent one of you. But for the last like ten years, all I've heard is how our schedule sucks, and this is boring, and this schedule's awful. Something has to change. Something's changing. And what are we hearing now? Why are we breaking tradition? <laughs> Why are we going away from what's the norm? But don't change that. But don't change that. Exactly. We, we, right. Listen, we, I'm not sure you're allowed to complain about it if you're not going to accept it when something does change. Now, I get somebody out there listening right now is like, oh, you can't tell me how to feel. Sure. I'm not telling you how to feel. I, you, if you're upset about this, by all means be upset about it. But just know that it's not going to change anytime soon. And uh, I'm a big fan of accepting things that I cannot mm-hmm. change. And in this case, the Georgia football schedule is one of them, and I'm going to embrace and see how it goes. Wait, now, you mean to tell me that Greg McGarity did not pick up the phone and call you and ask for your opinion about I, this? Listen, I write my minimum donation check every single hmm, year. I don't know why my 600 bucks uh, every season to maintain or retain my seats is not enough to warrant a phone call from Greg McGarity to get my opinions. But had he called money. me, Walker... I just said, yeah, flip the thing. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Do Look, the darn thing. Uh, 2019, we go to Knoxville, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in 2020, when that schedule does change, you call your friends there in Knoxville, you tell them to put their teeth in and get in their wagons and come on down here to Athens, and we'll show them a good time for a good 
Uh, late season cold weather rivalry game. I'm ready. Love me some cold weather. In fact, when I was on the radio with them, I did ask them. I said, when you guys, since you know Tennessee football more than I ever will, I said, when you guys think of that mid-November home games in Neyland Stadium, do you think winter or fall? Mm. They gave me the exact same answer I would give you as a Georgia Bulldog fan. You never know. They, they said sometimes it's beautiful, sometimes it's really cold. I can remember some Auburn games. I think two of the last three here in Athens have been dreadfully cold. But I can also think of Georgia Tech games where I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt. That's mm-hmm. even later. So you never know. But the point is, is, is we'll have some very nice, but you're guaranteed, you would think so, at least some cool weather. Some fall, maybe a little winter nip in the air. But, oh, I mean, yeah, I, sure. I've been to Neyland Stadium a lot, as have you, in that – Early October, late September, notch where I'm just sweating like a mule, like a oh, bull. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. not good. So I, I, I don't enjoy that. I get frustrated at things again that I cannot control. I, I get frustrated when it's hot late into into fall. It, it just makes me mad. So we can avoid that at all costs. Anyway, th- there's not much we can do about it. I like it. I'm one of six. You're impartial, so maybe you'll. Come on my side of the track sooner or later. And I see don't mean to be that guy that doesn't want to choose a side on this. No, you don't I have mean, to. You know, no one says, Walker, pick a side. Listen, we're in the business where we're supposed to come in with opinions and hot takes. Uh, this is just Man, one of those is... things that it really doesn't affect my life one way or the other. And it, it'll be fun to see the schedule turn around for a few years. And you never know. It may change back at some point. You know one thing that you and I can 1,000% agree on, though? What's that? Auburn's Beat them any month of the year. I don't care. Let's play April. Let's play instead of G Day. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and hold that game then, and then we'll one of us will enter the season zero and one. One of us will be one and zero. I don't care when we play Auburn. Just, just anyway, beat Auburn anytime. Auburn you know Thank you, T Pain Walker. Enough sports, man. Let's talk some entertainment. Okay. Some entertainments. You watched the Oscars. I did. I was very happy with what I saw from the Oscars. I, I guess other people were as well because the ratings were up this year. Uh, nearly 30 million people watched the Academy Awards. That's a lot of people. That's a lot I of people. I was not one of them, however. I just, okay. I, I'm, again, I'll go back to something I've said earlier in this show. I Just because I don't like something doesn't mean I hate something. I just have never been into award shows. It's not everybody's thing, and I get that. I say that on my radio show all the time. Look, I like award shows. It's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. I I watch probably too many of them. I watch the Country Music Awards, the CMAs, the ACMs. I I watch the Grammys, the Golden Gloves, the Oscars, whatever. It's Walker's Um, thing. It's fine. It's there's a certain like pageantry to it and uh, all these celebrities and you you get to find out about music and movies that you may not have been aware of before so fine whatever the oscars this year were really good i i liked the no host thing it didn't take away from it if you ask me because the presenters were very funny on their own um, actually, Tina Fey, My Rudolph, and Amy Poehler kind of opened up the show and did a little bit of a stand-up it's routine. It's like an SNL throwback right there. It was great. They were funny. I laughed out loud at a couple of the jokes there. Uh, Queen opening the show with Adam Lambert singing. Now, uh, folks are raving, by the way, about Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. <laughs> we don't know what's going on with them. now. I- I've heard some rumors. Okay, so they were making googly eyes at each other. If you don't know... They starred together in this movie, A Star is Born. Okay, and they did a song for that movie together. It's a duet called Shallow. So they performed it Sunday night at the Oscars, but they sat very, very close together. Mm. They 
almost, I think, kissed at one point. Like, I mean, they were just – if they weren't on national TV, I think they would have been making it. Hey, they're beautiful people, man. Are they? Uh, Bradley Cooper, la- ladies drool over Bradley Cooper. And I was going to ask you, I was, I was going to somehow bring this into this conversation with, with all respects to Mrs. Walker. Mm-hmm. When you look at Lady Gaga, what do mm-hmm. you think like, man, she's a hottie? Or do you just think like, no, she's, I, an, she's not unattractive? Certainly not. I respect what she does with her music and her movies. But, but I don't put her on the like, like Victoria's Secret model list or by any means. I don't, I don't no, think of her in that way. No, and she's pretty. It's not that right. she's ugly but uh, you know i again i i don't uh when i think of celebrity crushes uh, lady gaga doesn't come to mind and uh so i think everyone was a little like taken aback with this and uh, plus bradley cooper has had uh, the same girlfriend for many many years and she's a very tall supermodel lucky lady Uh, she was in attendance at the Oscars Uh-oh. and was sitting there watching Ooh. this whole thing go down. I wonder what that Maybe talk she knew was it was like. going to go down. See, Bradley Cooper's one of those that everybody drools over. My wife may not remember it, but years ago, we were watching some movie and she commented about Bradley Cooper's mm-hmm. stubble. Like, oh, it's kind of sexy. And then well, the other yeah, hey, maybe I'll grow some stubble out. No, not Co- as good. A couple days later, I walk out of the room or somewhere and I'm kind of stretching all my stubble. She, what's that in your face? Mm. It's like, man, well, you just liked it on Bradley Cooper, but it doesn't look good on me. When your wife says, what's that on your face? That's that's almost as bad. Have you ever had this experience, She liked it on Bradley. Have you ever had this experience where you walk into a room, and you guys are going to go out. You're going to go to the movies. You're going to go to a nice dinner or something. And you're wearing, like, a button-down shirt, and you come walking out, and she goes, oh, you're going to wear that? Of course. You really wearing that? You're feeling good, man. Yeah. You know, you, you put on a little cologne, you yeah. maybe combed your hair, and, and she says, oh, you, that that's what you're going to wear. Huh. Yeah, I guess so. I guess not. I guess yeah. not at this that point. That means you're not wearing that. No, nah, you ain't wearing that. Mm-hmm. But the no, Oscars were doubt, fun. Wear a bow tie. Bow ties oh. fix everything. Bow ties are fun. Bow ties no, they fix everything. Very, very underrated, I'll Absolutely. give you that. What did you watch this week? Oh, yeah, the Oscars uh, wrap that up. And yeah, fun. Uh, let me just uh, throw out yeah. there the winners. I was going to say, uh, the, the best picture mm-hmm. I was expecting, I guess, maybe Black Panther. I told you you a few weeks ago that this green book movie was uh a sleeper a sleeper yeah that's a good way to put it one to keep an eye on and it ends up winning best picture although spike lee didn't like that very much but you know that's okay was spike lee mad because he wanted to win it is that what the problem was he's got problems i think he's got some issues with this green book movie but well, also he was upset because his movie Black Klansman didn't win. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. But he got an Oscar. He got one of his he first did. ever. Was he it did. for directing Black Klansman? I, I don't think it was for directing. I think okay. it was for writing, actually. Huh? Uh, I'd have to look that up. Okay. But, yes, uh, Spike Lee wins his first Oscar. Green Book wins Best Picture. Rami Malek wins Best Actor. Uh, he was Freddie Mercury in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. And you said um, that was well deserved. Oh god, he yeah. was he was really good in that, and and that was a really good movie. I saw something where they had to make his fake teeth because because mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury had a big old set of chops. Yeah, that's for sure. A big like if I'm not trying to be be crass or rude, but his his like upper jaw was like big. Uh, no, he he addresses it in the movie. He says, you know, I've got some extra molars or some extra teeth or something, so it, it gives me a, a wider mouth, so I have a better ability to hit. Notes yeah, he, and I, I like heard that, that he was a free, he could have fixed it. But yeah. he didn't want to. No, he, he liked like, no. the way it, it sounded when, when he sang, and, and it was a you good You hear thing that, kids? Him. Embrace who you are. That's absolutely That's the lesson right. from Logan yes. and Walker today. Uh, Olivia Coleman wins Best Actress, by the way, for that movie, The Favorite, which I still haven't seen, but I, I kind of think I might want to. Emma Stone's in this movie, I and like Rachel it. I like Weiss, Emma Stone. and it's a period piece, but it looks like it might be funny, so... 
Uh, there you go. There's my Oscar recap. I watched a movie over the weekend uh, that will not be winning any Oscars. <laughs> will not be up for any awards anytime Sharknado soon. Sharknado 6? I, I wish they came out with a Sharknado 6. When did they stop that? At 4? <laughs> I think that 4 uh, was the last we, one. Thank God. We barely got to know. You know, <laughs> I, I could use 4 more if you, if you want to throw them my way. Uh, a Netflix original. I heard somebody in our, our softball press box talking about it, so I decided to give it a try. Something called What Happened to Monday? Okay. Are you familiar at all with this? I am not. Let me Tell give me. you the quick gist of this. It takes place in like 2075. The world is way overpopulated. You're only allowed to have one child. Okay. Lo and behold, somebody had sextuplets. Um, no, oh. seven. What are seven? What would that make? Septuplets. Ooh, I think anyway, that might be right. They got seven daughters. Wow. They decide they're going to hide them and keep them all, you know, because otherwise they would have had to put them into this like cryogenically freeze them mm-hmm. if you have more than one and supposedly they'll come back when the world's right. in better shape. Okay. Anyway, they keep all seven. They name them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Very nice. As the girls get older, they decide they're going to take on the same identity, but Monday leaves the house on Monday to get her outside time and mm. go. Listen, they're, as an adult, they all work the same job, like yeah. a professional career. Huh. The premise sounds kind of good. It is and, interesting. And it was interesting, but all of a sudden, Monday didn't come home one night. What happened to Monday? Now do you see why they called it What Happened to Monday? So it takes place. They're trying to figure out what on earth is going gotcha. on here in a, in a quite... It's not overly futuristic world. There's some there's some good elements of some technology and stuff, but it's not over the top like Total Recall mm-hmm. or anything like that. So, but my honest review, it's worth your time. It just had some really quirky moments that ruined it for me. You seem on the fence. I, I mean, am on the fence. Okay. I, Scale I, of one to ten, give it a score. Six. Okay, that's a not six. bad. And for me, that's a good score. I've I think. Seen a lot but of but six I, I do. This is one thing I actually would like to challenge you. I want you to watch it in the next few weeks just okay. so we can have that like dual opinion. <laughs> All right. Because I want to know somebody else's opinion on this thing. Now, the person that in the press box that, uh, that turned me on to it, they liked it. But I, 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 when, the sh- when the movie was over, I was like, ah, that was silly. That was really silly. But then like, the more I talk about it and think mm-hmm. back, it had some, some good stuff in it. Okay. But the premise is cool. I like those like post-apocalyptic, like the world's in shambles let's let's oh yeah have some extreme laws like the handmaid's tale that kind of stuff i like that great show. type of genre mm-hmm. which is coming back pretty soon right the yeah handmaid's they are tale. doing a season three i think uh it might be this month it might be march I when hope so. the new season now comes that's out. hulu i believe it do is. they release an episode a week they do okay so they're not going to drop the whole season on me no you unfortunately you can't binge watch the whole thing in a weekend uh, you see, have to my wife we've been week. we've been delaying shameless because we're letting the whole season Finish so that we can binge watch it. Okay. Because I'm I don't I don't like waiting week to week on a show. That's just the sign of 2019. I just don't like waiting. Hey, look, I understand. But Game of Thrones, I'll watch every episode <laughs> live. I'm not waiting on that one. No, and you should not. That's... Just a couple minutes. You got anything you watched over the week? Uh, let's see. I watched uh, the season finale, True Detective. I won't tell you everything that went down in the season finale. Uh, just to say that I don't. Really like the way yeah. they wrap. See it up. that that's something that I in the next week or two also I will I will challenge myself. I gave you a challenge. I'll give myself yeah. a challenge. I need to watch True Detective because I like talking about that. I like that show. It it is uh, season three. You will really like and sweet. Uh, you know the the final episode just left a little. 
to be desired Fair for enough. me. Um, the Walking Dead is still happening, and there's some interesting plot lines going on with this new group called the Whispers. And I also just found out, Logan, if you're a Walking Dead fan, that there's going to be another spinoff. Now, we already have really? one spinoff. We have Fear the Walking Dead, which is usually on in the summer. Uh, there's going to be a second spinoff of the Walking Dead, and probably a movie at some point. Strike so. when the kettle's hot. Is that the saying? Did I say that right? Yeah, they may have missed the kettle being hot by yeah. a few years. I it mean, happens. I think that show peaked in popularity probably three or four years ago, but, uh, you know, it's still doing okay in the ratings. So, Speaking of popularity, we are popular. We've got a good little podcast is going there, here, but uh, it is time to bring it to a close this week, popular? Walker. We've actually gone overboard. Okay. That's how popular we are. We give you bonus segments and bonus minutes on the iTunes version. But thank you for tagging along and listening, however you may be listening. Uh, we do got to get out of here, but we'll be talking more practice. We're mm-hmm. talking about practice. Next week as we're uh, getting closer and closer to uh, spring practice firing up. We didn't even talk about Georgia basketball because it's wash, rinse, repeat at this time. They were yeah. in the game. It was close. We just didn't wrap it up. But we'll have a couple more games to talk about next week and hopefully snap this losing streak. Lady Dogs uh, have won a few in a row and may still have a chance. May still have a chance to sneak in. Yeah, lots coming up this weekend and early next week. We'll be right here to talk about all of it on the Sanka String Podcast. For Walker, I'm Logan and... Tim Tebow. Thanks for listening. (laughs) We are the Sanka String. Go Dogs. No, go Dogs. Go Gator. Go Go Dogs. Go Gator. Uh. Sports Urban Myers. Brought to you by Cole. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.